0: Bulldog interviews on BullyNet with your host Dave Kaufman. He's a nice guy, but only gives belly rubs to dogs.
1: Welcome to the Bulldog interviews. I'm Dave Kaufman, and today's interview is going to be a little different than what we've done so far. We're interviewing Dan Atchison Atchinson, and getting a little background on uh, a little different area of bulldogs that we haven't really discussed before. So I have Dan on the line here. How are you doing, Dan?
2: Um. Top shelf today, David. Thank you.
1: Great. Can you give us a, a brief background on yourself? A little introduction to yourself, so people get to know you a little better.
2: Well, I was born and reared in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, I uh, went to Texas Tech University and got a uh, bachelor of science in mathematics, and then I went into the work area. It worked all kinds of jobs, it uh, including construction labor. And uh, I became interested in it, and I got well, I got lucky. A local contractor was looking for an estimator to train, and so I got the job. And I found out that it was a very highly technical area, and really enjoyed it. And I had I built my reputation to the point that Texas Tech offered me uh, a job teaching, of course, in construction cost estimating. And while at Tech, I had some spare time, so I started writing, uh, putting my notes uh, in in longhand and discovered right off that on the subject of earthwork, nobody had written very much about it. And also, what little that was written was in error. So I spent uh, about a year putting a book together and published it. And that was followed by a book on wood framing. And, and then uh, the next one was on heavy earth moving equipment uh, management of. And it just kept going from there. And I think I've done either written from scratch or revised ten books in my life. And I'm retired now, and I carve uh, English bulldogs out of wood, primarily English bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And that's where I am right now. I'm just retired and enjoying life.
1: Nice. Where are, you, where are you living? Are you still in Texas right now?
2: No, I am in Venice, Florida.
1: Okay. Weather, is the weather pretty nice down there? We're dealing with, we have super freezing weather up here in Pennsylvania right now. Uh, We have eight inches of snow coming later today. What do you got going on down there?
2: Well, it was cold yesterday. It only got to about 50 degrees, (laughs) and uh, today it's going to get up to 73, they say, and I'm looking forward to that. Nice. The only good thing about the cool weather is that the dogs really snuggle, cuddle at night, I think uh Bebe, my little girl, and Howie, my rescue boy, cuddle up real close to me in the bed at night when it's cold like that. Mm. Uh, one thing I forgot to tell you about my background, mm-hmm. I've gotten to do so many things. When I first came to Florida, I uh, got into scuba diving and ended up getting a job uh, being a professional diver at a place called Warm Mineral Springs. And that lasted seven months before the state, uh, due to money problems, shut the site down. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, my deepest dive there was 174 feet. Uh, normally, we were shallow dives to 60 feet. But anyway, that's pretty much finished. is my background. Now, if you'd like, let's talk about uh, the bulldogs.
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's. Uh, can you tell how you first got your first bulldog?
2: Well, he was... He wandered in out of a parking lot into the uh, copy center that I used back in the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. And one day he he wasn't there. They always took him to work with him. And one day he wasn't there. And I said, "What happened to your bulldog?" And they said, "Oh, we turned him over to the dog pound." And so I retrieved him from the pound. Uh, that was Beethoven. Okay. And he, he really turned out to be a wonderful guy. And uh, then I got baby. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I, I fell in love with him the first sight. I picked him out right away. And when he was uh, of age, legal age, I was able to go pick him up. And I asked the breeder why he wasn't to pick of the litter. hmm Well, he's got a pink nose, and that's detrimental to the breed, most people think. And that didn't bother me. I I just fell in love with the little guy and took him home, and we got along really well. And I took him to get a photograph made in a studio. The studio was actually in the back. Trailer of a semi with a studio set up in it, and they shot a photograph of him on a on a little table mm-hmm. with a derby on. And when I saw the photograph, my heart skipped a beat. I thought, I'm gonna that dog is gonna be famous someday. <laughs> and I I first tried to sell him to uh, the photograph to card companies. Uh-huh. And got a lot of things but no things And things like that. But I got to thinking, if if I set up a website for him, maybe that will bring in some attention. And I set up his website, I think, in 1998.
1: That's pretty early. That's good. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, <laughs> with the help of a lot of guys from a place where I work in Sarasota that's Uh, We sold uh, construction cost estimating software and I was their guru, but I made a lot of friends with guys that really knew computers Uh and I had to help setting up the website and it started, it it went pretty well, but what was different about it from other sites that there was nothing about breathing or pups or anything else like that. It was just concentration uh, concentrated on baby. Uh-huh. And 2003 was our big year. Uh, it started with a show a bulldog show in Lakeland, Florida. And I asked if maybe could if I could show babies. It's funny, I knew nothing about showing bulldogs. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, the lady, had, the chairman told me, I'm sorry, but it's too late to uh, enter him. Mm-hmm. But she had seen his website and she said, I've got an idea. I'll make him the guest of honor. And we went to Lakeland and that was the first time he was the guest of honor. Uh, shortly thereafter, I got an email from. Around ten o'clock in the evening, from a guy at New York Times, mm-hmm. and I almost deleted the mail before I even read it. I thought, "Well, here's an advertisement," but I looked at the the, the uh, subject matter, and it said something about bulldog. Mm-hmm. I wrote to the guy. I said, uh, "What What is your interest?" And he said, "I saw a photograph of your bulldog." On your website that I'd like to, that we'd like to use in the New York Times. And I, I didn't believe it. I thought he was joking. I said, would <laughs> you give me the phone number? Let me call you back to make sure this isn't a joke. And he did, and I called him and explained what he wanted. Mm-hmm. I found a large version of the photograph. And on Sunday morning, I forget what month, it ran a half page photograph a baby uh-huh. in the New York Times in the, new, in the business section and then that uh, peaked interest in a local TV show so we were invited to be uh, guests on a, a television show in Sarasota uh, and we got a half hour interview and that's uh, also uh, piqued the interest in the local newspapers. Uh, Venice Gondolier Sun and uh, Sparrow Sun Herald and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Tampa Tribune among other newspapers ran stories on baby. And uh, let me think what else happened that year. Mm -hmm. Later on wasn't uh, too much later that the local politicians took an interest in baby and the Sarasota County Commissioner requested that I take baby uh, to the county and let them pose with him, which we did and then that was followed by the Venice City Council that made the same request so we got a photograph with the Venice uh, City Council uh huh and, and it just went on from there. The last time he had really any big thing to go to... By the way, let me interject here. He was basically a home... Like I am, a homebody. And he was a couch potato. Mm-hmm. It was a famous dog, but he didn't know it. And it didn't affect him, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but in 2006... The Make-A-Wish uh, Foundation sent me an email saying, we need a famous bulldog for our next uh, event. Uh, so we went to WikiWatchy Springs, and where Baby was introduced as a guest of honor the third time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm skipping around too much. The second time he was a guest of honor, uh there's a local Marine Corps league that I wrote to and asked that he be a mascot. And the guy wrote to me, he said, after a, after a couple of days he wrote back to me and said, you know, my wife looked at your website and she's so impressed that we want to make baby a guest of honor at uh, the next Veterans uh, Day. And so, that also happened in 2003. Mm-hmm. And maybe, uh, that brings me to this. He uh, was adopted by the uh, local Marine Corps League to be their mascot, and his function there was to help with uh, Toys for Tots, And also got to go to a lot of Marine Corps parties uh, because of Baby. He would be invited and he'd take me as his guest. (laughs) But anyway, we just had a wonderful life together. Uh, One of the things that... This is is really important. I didn't have the money and the time to show Baby. Mm -hmm. So... Again, we're going back to early history that i skipped over, I uh, decided I need to find a different way for him to uh, be a service, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. And we did that by uh, doing a lot for Bulldog Rescue, and after 9-11 happened, mm-hmm. I set up a war page. That brought a lot of comfort uh, to a lot of anxious people in this nation and that's when his site really took off and uh, he ended up on one blog session one time and we were getting 700 hits a day mm-hmm. visitors coming to that to that website so anyway he he worked his way from there into the, the military. Mm-hmm. That was the reason for his uh, being a guest of honor in Lakeland. Was the chairmans uh, recognized him for his work in Bulldog rescue and in uh, support of the United States military.
1: Very good. So he's he's pretty much like a, been maybe the main ambassador of the breed, I think, for. I'm sorry. He's, he's been like a, a big ambassador of the breed. Um, that's true. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, show dogs are great, and they're known in the show world if they're you know, like an exceptional show dog, but that's the only exposure they have, and they're already being exposed to people who love bulldogs and understand them, and, you know, when you have uh, a dog like Baby and, and, your, and your initiative to go out there and, you know, get him... Uh, not exposure for his own sake, but for other people's sake, and take him out there like that, um, that does so much good for other people, like the Make the Wish Foundation, uh, you know, and the, the different things like that, where they see, you know here's a bulldog that Some people are afraid of dogs in general. Some people are afraid of bulldogs just because the different noises they make, they think they might be, you know, uh, snarling or something when they're just really breathing. Um, huh. uh, I know a guy that had a bulldog who had such a sour face on him. And he would, you know, breathe like a bullock sometimes, and snort and snore a little bit. And he always had to watch his back because other dogs thought that he was actually snarling at them. That's his face looked like he was, like angry, but he wasn't. So this dog was always on edge because he was misunderstood by other dogs, <laughs> actually. And, uh, but uh, yeah, so so the work that Baby did as an ambassador of the breed out there, I think, is a wonderful thing. And I, I knew about, I knew about Baby for years um, before I even ever you know, talk to you or anything like that just because of the effect that he's had. And I love the pictures that you post on Facebook and on, on, on his website before Facebook was out there of, you know, just you and baby and maybe a George or another dog going around town in the car. And they're, yeah. you know, they bring smiles to people's faces. You just see that joy and that interaction that he has with, you know, the public, which I think is
2: outstanding. But, you know, you talk about an ambassador. they Many times that we would end up around a large group of children, mm-hmm. and one or two that were aware of the breed would come over and start petting baby, and a few more brave ones would then come and join in, and before it was all over with, you'd have a, every a, almost every kid over there wanting to pet him. Mm-hmm. So he, he did a lot of ambassador work for, for the breed. Yeah. And he loved kids. He was really good with kids. And a very interesting story. A friend of mine had a, a granddaughter that, uh, as a, about a three- or four-year-old child, was stricken with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. It was the worst case The doctors had ever seen, Mm -hmm. and a request was made for me to bring baby over and pose with the child to bring awareness to to uh, arthritis in children. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he did was jump up and kiss her on the on the back of the neck, Mm -hmm. and uh, she held him for a few minutes. You know, hugged him for a few seconds. And that was it. But a week later, the grandmother told me, said, Dan, the child has gone into complete remission. Wow. And uh, I saw her a couple of years later at a grocery store, and I asked how the child was, and she said, she's still doing great. And I said, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think baby's kiss had anything to do with it? <laughs> I said, I sure do, and the doctors do, too. <laughs> Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that brings me to a subject uh, After he passed away uh-huh. A magazine uh, Contacted me from London mm-hmm. To run a story on him And they named the, the, the title of his story It was a two-page article Beautiful color photographs uh, It was called The Dog Fancy, by the way hmm the the name of the story was God's Own Bulldog. And some people think I'm crazy, but but there are times I think with what uh, the Lord allowed him to be, Mm -hmm. I think that might be somewhat the truth. I've got uh, several children's stories on Baby's website, and I'm strongly thinking about uh adding another one and calling it ba- uh, God's own bulldog with Christian mark at the end of it
1: mm-hmm.
2: was he, you know yeah and I'd like to think that he was if he if he is uh, now I don't mind sharing him
1: <laughs> yeah it's an incredible life that he led how how uh so he was born in 1998 is that what you said
2: yes and- he he passed away in 2007. Okay. The poor little guy started getting seizures. Oh. Uh huh. And it got so bad that I realized this this quality of life is really terrible. Mm-hmm. And he he knew that he was going to go to be put down. He, as we pulled away from the house, he did something he'd never done before. He really looked. Back at the house the whole time, like he knew I'll never be there again. Yeah, it took him to the vet, and Doctor Greenwald was so kind to meet us uh, early on a Sunday morning. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And last time, the last thing baby got was a treat. We got we let him have some treats, and then the needle went in. And uh, Doctor Greenwald told me it was the most peaceful. Passing he ever witnessed, mm-hmm. so I was happy about that.
1: Yeah, and,
2: and he's buried in the backyard. Yeah, and so is George, his little pal.
0: Mm-hmm. And now, a word from our sponsors. Mm-hmm. If your dog sitter isn't using Coredible, what are they doing to your dog? You don't know, and that's a big problem. Dog sitters using Coredible relieve the stress, guilt, and anxiety that a dog owner experiences when they're away from their dog. If you love your dog, insist that your pet sitter use Credible. Check out Credible today at Coredible.com. That's C-A-R-E-D-I-B-L-E.com. Credible also works great for people who use caregivers for loved ones, like children and the elderly. So check out Coredible today at crediblecom That's C-A-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com. Now, back to the Bulldog Interviews. So tell us about your other Bulldogs that you have. Do you, are any
1: of them uh, uh, working? Like out doing, not working necessarily, but out? Uh, you no,
2: know, but basically, i tell you when Facebook came about, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that it didn't put an end to private websites. But it really curtailed the hits because uh, it's so convenient to go to Facebook and look up a certain guy. You know, he's got a bulldog. Well, you go and look at all of mm-hmm. most of photographs that you see on the website, too, as well as the stories. Yeah. But let's see, the other rescues, uh, George and Zach. Zach was, uh, came in before George. George was a product of Hurricane Charlie. Okay. The family uh, lost their home, and they were going to drive up north, and their water pump went out. And they didn't have the money to fix the water pump, so they had to take a bus, and they couldn't take uh, George with them. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the local Humane Society and got George. And he turned out to be a pretty famous boy himself. Uh-huh. He and baby both would wear hats. It took a lot of treats. How long <laughs> up, And there were a lot of shakes. You know, they shake the hats off. Uh-huh. One of them would or the other one. Or both of them. So you had to have a lot of patience doing this. And, uh, <laughs> but after that came... Uh, 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 howie was the last rescue I, I've had mm-hmm. uh, the reason the reason I got BB, she's registered was that after baby died George I was afraid was going to die from from uh, uh, just being upset and mm-hmm. not I don't really I don't know the word I'm looking for but right. It was just killing George. So I heard that there was a neuter that had just been born right after Baby passed on. Mm-hmm. I went up and I picked out the B- uh, BB, and when she came in, that uh, really changed the world because George would play with her and they would fight and carry on. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, we lost George in 2010. Mm-hmm. And he took all of us with him and to a certain extent. Yeah. BB really settled down, and all the fun playing stopped. Yeah. But I'm happy I've still got Hallie and Bebe, uh-huh. not a kitty cat, and Christy. That's basically my story.
1: Yeah. So, so tell me about the... Um the carvings that you're doing now, I see the pictures that you post up there, and they're just amazing. The transformation that you you show sometimes some progression, sometimes you just see the end result. But um, is that do you use machines for that, or is it by hand
2: all? Oh, it's by hand. Okay. Uh, you you do a you start with a bandsaw, and you saw the front view and the side view. And that then gets you started. Okay. But I started carving in 84, I believe. hmm And carved several different things. And uh, after I got uh, my, got into bulldogs, I started concentrating primarily on carving bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, gosh, I don't know. I'm, the house, people tell me, looks more like a museum than it does a house there's so many wood carvings here uh
1: uh-huh. how long does it take you to do a, an average
2: uh, the average is about a week
1: uh-huh
2: sometimes a real complex one will take 2 weeks
1: and what's your general size that you work
2: with uh it's the boards that you can that are available uh-huh. are usually four by four or four by six or four by eight You're okay the limited gold in that four inch dimension uh-huh. always so that determines how big the carving uh, can get and uh, normally mine are about seven inches tall mm-hmm I sometimes break away from bulldogs, so I'm working now on what I'm calling an alien. <laughs> uh, curved into a block. If uh-huh. It does, it looks like it's going to look like an alien face. Yeah. And I have an artist friend uh, paint him with metallic green paint. And so it's not just bulldogs that are curved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, different types of wood, or is it usually the same type of wood?
2: Oh gosh, I've done walnut, ebony, uh, redwood, uh, pear. No apple carved uh-huh. apple. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Done stone carvings too. Oh yeah. Yeah, those are. Those are all out of uh, either soapstone mm-hmm. or uh, alabaster. Okay. Yeah. And I was looking around the museum to see uh, carved purple heart uh-huh. wood that I don't know the don't even know the species. This wood that some friend might have given me. Uh uh-huh. yep. Yeah. Very but i'm having fun all i do these days is uh carve wood and take care of the dogs and kitty
1: yeah the uh when you would take um baby out to the to the different events would he just always ride shotgun with you like in a lot of the pictures and was he just a great traveler for you
2: uh he was great traveler uh would you repeat the, the, the question
1: when you would travel with him like to the different events, would he just be riding shotgun with you all the time or would
2: you oh, yeah, yeah baby always got the front seat uh, later in his life he would allow George to go with us-huh and George would be in the back of the jeep and baby would get the front uh-huh. It was just an understood situation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, this is a great this is a great interview here. I know, um, like how you said with uh with I think it who was it yeah, you said it was baby that went to uh the child with a severe uh was it rheumatoid arthritis you said? Uh
2: baby was the one that kissed the little
1: girl with rheumatoid arthritis. Right, yeah. We had a we had a, a young female bulldog here that we placed in a home that had a child who um had some kind of crippling uh, disease. I don't recall exactly what it was, if the parents even told us, but that when they would take this child out of um, its chair and, and lay her down to do therapy, um, they wanted a calm dog. So we, we gave we gave them a year and a, year and a half old or two-year-old bitch, I guess, and she was a very calm girl. And they gave us a call back about a month after they, they took her um, and they said that Sugar was the dog's name. Sugar comes alongside her when they're doing therapy. And now that Sugar's there, she'll raise her hand up, which she would never do before, to pet Sugar during the therapy. And they could never get her to move her arm, you know, like that before. But having that calming effect of the bulldog right next to her, she could just go up there and want to pet the bulldog. And it's just that melts your heart when you hear those kind of things. That it's just, you know, she she was a good dog here, but we we needed to place her and. We just happened to get a call out of the blue, someone looking for you know, a bull. They couldn't afford one, and we weren't looking to sell her. We were looking to just get her in a great home, and it, uh, it worked out wonderfully when you hear those, those kind of stories like that.
2: It's curious. is.
1: Yeah, and there was another one. Um, when you said about the 9-11, uh, the calming effect the, uh, you know, the bulldog would have with the people, there's uh, another family uh, that I know quite well. The Haynes is up there in Connecticut. And they had a, a young litter of bulldogs when the Sandy Hook tragedy happened, and they went in and took the um the bulldog puppies into the school when it opened up again or or maybe probably before that to meet the the children and they became the Sandy Hook Therapy dogs and actually got a designation from the A k c for that and it just helped these children immensely cope with that tragedy that they that they experienced
2: uh
1: yeah, those are uh those was- are.
2: There's no other breed quite like a bulldog. I love all breeds. I love all animals, but the bulldog, to me, uh, I, I warn people. that I <laughs> uh, to play getting a bulldog, I say, well, I want to warn you, your life will never be the same again, and you'll probably never want another breed besides, except for a bulldog uh-huh. after, you, after you've experienced an English bulldog.
1: Yeah, we get that all the time. We get people asking if we have any puppies available. We rarely ever do, but you know they ask us, "Hey, we, you know, we lost our boy a year ago. He was great. You know, we we need to get another one, and you know, and try to help them find a place to get one and stuff like that." But they. They, it's not like other breeds where you get one and then next time, oh, let me try this other one, you know, or something like that, let me try another breed, sort of like you're going to try to change your flavor of your ice cream or something. It doesn't happen. You stick with chocolate all the time, right? And, uh, you know, that's the best and it doesn't matter. The other ones are nice to, to have when there's no chocolate, but if there's chocolate, you eat the chocolate ice cream. <laughs> you know, the, the next, if
2: someday something will happen to Howie He's uh, 10 years old now, and B.B. is 7, mm-hmm. so I know it won't be, you know, within a few years I'll be alone, and and what I'll do when they're gone, I'll get a rescue. Uh-huh. I have nothing against breeders or people that sell, sell English Bulldogs, but there are so many Bulldogs that are in rescue mm-hmm. throughout the country that... Uh, that That would be my choice would be to pick up a rescue, yeah,
1: yeah we had a we we never done any rescue bulldogs ourselves here we've gotten some back that were were produced from us, so we don't consider that being a rescue at all, but uh we had a rescue um, it was a big dog, uh, it was a lab and border collie mix, and he came here a wonderful dog, just incredibly well trained wanted to chase a ball until he would just about fall over, and uh, he was getting old. He's about 13. Last year, we had this big uh, fatty tumor removed from his side, and all this dental work done to give him more time, and he did great with that, and then his hips were really bothering him around Thanksgiving. We put him on this special c- c- glucosamine, and uh, uh, well, I forget what the other thing is, but for hips and joints and um, the high-end stuff really turned him around nicely and with this uh, terrible ice we have out here right now under there's like we don't have much snow we just have everything's turned to ice since it's been uh-huh. so cold he would love to still go outside and walk around our property and we have it fenced in and just the other day I came home from work he was out about five minutes and I could tell something was really wrong with him because his one leg was just dangling there and so we brought him in and I rushed him to the vet and he had broken his femur, and the vet oh. asked, "said Did he get hit by a car?" I said, "No, he's in a fenced-in yard, and he was out all by himself for like five minutes." So we estimate that he fell, and he got his leg stuck, and he twisted it somehow, trying to get free, and it broke. And it was such a severe break, and he was—we estimate about 13 years old, like I said. And so we ended up; he lost so much blood, and everything, so we had to put him down. I was so hard; I never was there well, I knew just. You know, when you painted that picture in my mind about when when baby had to be put down, I just witnessed that on two, Wednesday night, and that was very tough. Um, but I was very glad to be there for it. And you know, yeah. losing those losing those guys really you know the house is so different now. And he was he was such a good guard. He would keep a lot of our younger Bulldogs in check. You know, if they were acting too foolish for a puppy. You know Harley would be right there and just tell them the way it was and and they would snap right in line for him and stuff like that. So we're we're gonna miss him dearly. But it's you know it's one of those things where you know they they really mean so much in your life and you know I it, his was out of the blue like we didn't think we'd have to we thought we had quite a f- bit more time with him but then when suddenly he broke his leg um, like that and the way the the way the break was and the this the X-ray was just it was terrible. The vet was like this is. Not Not good at all, and then it was swollen up so bad from all the blood loss that he had um, from that, and he was such a trooper with it all. He hardly made a noise, he whimpered a little bit when we got to the vet, but I think it was more out of anticipation of something going on and not not really in pain but it's it's a tough thing when you have to let these guys go but uh yeah so that's the only he's the only guy we 've ever done with rescue um, and and he was wonderful you know it was a great experience, and so you know I know. You know, Bulldog Rescue has a lot to offer, um, and just there's a lot of guys out there that need homes that, uh, you know, uh-huh. by, by giving them that, especially the experience you have with that. I mean, you've experienced a lot of, you know, issues with Bulldogs and older ones and younger ones and rescue ones that uh, once you get it down pat, it, uh, it can work pretty well for, for all parties involved. You, you benefit as much as they do, I think. Uh-huh. All right. Um, anything else you wanna you wanna add to this interview, Dan? Before we go?
2: No, I sure appreciate your calling me. I've enjoyed it very much.
1: You're welcome, and I'm sure we can uh, maybe meet up at a show if I get down that way. We ha- and uh, there's an ambassador around. I'll be looking. Might be you. Uh, so
2: <laughs> or, or at any
1: event, there. I really appreciate your time and uh, love seeing the updates on Facebook. So uh, if anybody, uh, where can people find you at on online? Is it uh Baby's website, what is that website?
2: Okay, the website is bullybaby.com. Okay. B- B-U-L-L-Y-B-A-B-Y dot com. And uh, people on Facebook, it's uh, go by Danny Atchison. Okay. And there are several Dan, Dan or Danny Atchisons on in the world. They're on Facebook. But I'm the only one that has a bulldog
1: as a profile photo. Okay. Okay. Very good. And I'll put links links to these on the show notes page that we have, um, so people will be able to get right to your your stuff to see what's going on with baby and just see the different uh, the different you know the history of baby and you know different events that he was at and you know I think that's a it's a great thing and you know a lot of people can uh, can get a better idea of what you know bulldogs are all about and uh between rescue and, and other stuff like that i think it's I think it's good to get these guys out to people and let them see my brother. Um, he had a bulldog that we got back he was about a year old male and uh my brother's a bachelor, and so he him and uh Zeke would go to uh to a nursing home and Zeke would go around to all of these people that were you know they're, they' they can't get out of the place so they don't get out to see much, but they just some of them would be afraid of him and until they would get the him, he'd come back in week after week, and you know these people would be like, "Oh, bring him over here." They, my brother said, Zeke got so many treats there and so many pets from these elderly folks that just loved, you know, loved his visit there and stuff. That, so, that
2: that's, reminds me.
1: Uh
2: huh. I've forgotten about this. Baby also went to ALS, uh, assisted living uh, uh, facilities. Uh huh. And the old old folks just love him yeah and so that was another thing that he did that was uh of value to the to the world mm-hmm. yeah well, David, thanks a lot for calling man i've really enjoyed this
1: all right dan you're welcome and we'll we'll catch you out there
2: okay thanks all right.
0: a lot all right, take care dan okay bye-bye, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Bulldog Interviews on BullyNet with your host, Dave Kaufman. Check out the show notes from this podcast at BullyNet.com.
2: Please leave a five-star review and your honest feedback on iTunes.